While unpacking a box of used books purchased at auction, Mary and Stuart Manley found a surprise. There tucked inside of the books at the bottom of the box was a poster. It was the year 2000, and Manley's, the Manleys owned Barter Books, a used bookstore in northeast Britain. That's when they discovered this red poster with white words and a clean sans-serif font centered underneath a drawing of the British crown. The poster read, keep calm and carry on. Today the poster is omnipresent, but that day 17 years ago it was a forgotten relic. Lost to history, the Manley's discovery was one of the last surviving copies of 2.45 million posters that were printed by the British Ministry of Communication during World War II. It was a campaign to calm British citizens down as they feared the possibility of a bombing blitz. But these signs, they were never hung. The message never delivered. Instead, they sat in a warehouse for years until they were turned into pulp. Many thought the message was rather patronizing. Keep calm. Carry on with bombers readying to blitz at any moment. Well, the Manleys decided it was time the posters were hung. So they hung it on the wall of their store and customers began begging for their own copy. And so they reprinted it. Reprinted it and well, the rest is history. Today, it's for sale everywhere, sometimes the original, often a parody, on coffee cups, t-shirts, iPhone cases, a lost message finally delivered to the masses. I didn't want it trivialized, says Mary Manley, but of course now it's been trivialized beyond belief. But why now? Why this forgotten message going viral now? I mean, have you seen the headlines. I've got charts that show inequality continues to, in, to increase. Statistics that prove the threat is getting worse. The state of politics, the brink of war, the spread of disease. Keep calm. Carry on. You've got to be kidding me. And yet tonight we had the audacity to begin by singing joy to the world. And you know, I think we actually believed it. It's hard not to feel joyful in this moment with the candles, with the tree, with family and friends, the joy of the moment. But give it time when the star dust has settled, when Wham sings last Christmas for the 480th time on the radio, and the floor is covered in wrapping paper and nothing is left in the kitchen but half-eaten pies and cold casseroles, the joy dissipates. And we're left to wonder if it all quickly passes, it away, passes away. Was it all even worth it? To sing of hope and peace and joy and love when we know soon the other shoe will drop. I wouldn't be surprised if the angels appeared in our sky tonight, ditched those lines from scripture, and instead began quoting from the 80s classic film, The Fly. Do not be afraid. No, be afraid. Be very afraid. It's actually the most repeated phrase in all of Scripture. Do not be afraid. Over and over again, spoken by Moses and Joshua 
to the Israelites in the wilderness by the prophets to a people in exile. It's what the angels said to Zechariah, to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. The most repeated line, a message from the past, do not be afraid. Perhaps we should listen. Until recently, I thought do not be afraid was just prelude to the real message that angels, well, they had wised up over millennia, freaking humans out and decided to begin their words with some comfort. I know I look terrifying and all. I just appeared out of the night sky out of nowhere, but don't freak out. For behold, I bring you good news. But what if do not be afraid is not the prelude at all, but is the very message they intend to deliver from God to humans, the message they were sent to deliver to Zechariah, to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds, to us. Do not be afraid. There's so much to fear in the story. Move past those terrifying angels and we find an unexpected, scandalous, premarital pregnancy. No room in the end of birth in a filthy barn. An unstable, raging king intent on murder. Refugees fleeing for their lives. Do not be afraid. Are you kidding me? Is it even possible? And even if it were so, is it wise? But right there in the night sky, these messengers from God appear, singing out their song, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, for behold, I am bringing you good news of great joy. Now, I must have seen Charlie Brown's Christmas dozens of times before I noticed it. You know the story well, and if you were here this morning, you heard Marty steal my story in her sermon. But Charlie Brown picks out his Christmas tree for the school Christmas pageant, and it's small, it's pathetic. And everyone is upset at Charlie Brown's choice. I guess you were right, Linus, says Charlie Brown. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns to disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. And then shouting, is there anybody who knows what Christmas is all about? And that's when Linus steps up, blanket in hand, walks to the center of the stage. Lights, please. And then Linus tells the Christmas story just as we've heard it tonight. And there's a moment I never saw it before. The camera tightens on Linus. And as he says, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. And in that moment, fear not. For the first time, Linus drops his blue security blanket, the one he always held on to. He drops it, that protection from vulnerability. He drops it. Fear not. He drops it. For behold, I bring unto you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to, you, to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. When Linus is done, he picks that blanket up again, but only for a moment. As the show ends, the children all gather around the Christmas tree, Charlie Brown's pathetic little Christmas tree. And they begin to joyfully sing, Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. And Linus takes that blanket, lays it around that pathetic little tree, as a tree skirt, and he never picks it up again. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? 
And the angels begin to sing, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. It doesn't mean it's easy year after year standing here in this tension. Tonight we've lit the candles, we've sung the carols and heard again this story of good news. And here the world is as it should be. God has come near joy to the world. Out there? Well, out there things aren't the way they should be. The light is snuffed out. Out there we hedge our joy, rehearse tragedy as we wait for that next shoe to drop. Maybe it's not worth it. Maybe we should be cynical, protect ourselves. Maybe we should be afraid, be very afraid. But maybe. Maybe the message goes viral. Maybe we drop our blankets, our vulnerability instead. Maybe joy breaks out and spreads to all the world. Maybe you and I leave this place and we take the light with us and the darkness cannot overcome it. Maybe Jesus will be born again against all the odds and we will learn to believe again in joy in hope in ourselves, in this world. Maybe we will hear the angels sing, echoing through the ages, singing their message from the past into our present that's not forgotten, that's not trivialized. It's exactly the song we need to hear right in this moment. Can you hear them singing, do not be afraid? Do not be afraid. They're singing to you, to the whole world. Do not be afraid, for behold, I am bringing you good news of great Great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. Open your hearts. Be vulnerable. Risk the joy. Join the angelic choir and sing along glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace and goodwill to all people. Amen.